everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. This is episode 51 of the podcast, where we are watching uh, the TV show Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go back, words. And uh, one of our hosts, Chad Waga, has never seen Lost before. Except for uh, for the purposes of doing this podcast, I have watched Lost uh, uh, only, only for this podcast recording. And the uh, prior podcast recordings as regards to Lost. Uh, moving on, thank you uh, for that introduction, <laughs> David K. Jones. Uh, let's meet our other bro on the show. I'm AJ Nieves, as Chad has graciously introduced me. I'm another one of your bros on the show. And this week, we are considering Lost Season 3, Episode 21, Greatest Hits. Jack devises a plan to get rid of the others for good. Saeed finds a flaw in the other system. The other system? Well. What flaw was that that he found? They just, uh, he knew that they really liked wearing white after Labor Day, I, I think, so. right? And then, like, he just exploited that. And yeah, he's huh. like, you guys really don't like white wearing <laughs> white. It's very, it's a weird thing. It's hard to blend into the jungle. Yeah, with your white, with your wonderful white clothing. <laughs> 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 no, but, um, yeah, what was the, what was the flaw in the system? I guess he knew where the looking glass was. Yeah. But, I don't know if that's a flaw. Maybe it's a flaw in the sense that they, um, a lot of them, don't know that the looking station is still an active station. I mean, but then that's kind of stretching it. Yeah. What did Saeed find? I don't even... I don't know. Because this... I, mean, I guess he knew how to get there because he knew where the cable was. Mm. See, well, See, even... that's the flaw. Yeah. So, I okay. It's like a reverse I think that start. that was just a badly written introduction. Yeah. 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 yeah I so... don't blame you. No, well, I, I, I just whoever wrote it on the Lost Wiki. Yeah. I read it and then I just I just read it just like uh, like it was a thing. This is this the, those those people that are mentioned in the summary of the episode are not the main character of the episode. It's actually a Charlie episode. Yeah, this is a whole Charlie episode. Greatest hits. So what is that? What's that? It's that note that we found. We found uh, last week. Desmond woke up with that note in his pocket. We didn't know what it was. No. Yeah, the note that uh, Charlie specifically said, please give this to Claire. (laughs) And uh, when Desmond woke up, he found the note in his pocket and said, oh, I guess I'm supposed to give this to Claire. Oh, shit, someone's shooting at me. Dive into the water. Yeah, Yeah, so, oh, interesting. So she never, yeah, I I forgot about that. I don't don't believe that she ever gets the note. She does not. She gets destroyed in the, the ocean, I guess. Yeah, oh. And also, um... Before Charlie goes in the water, he gives his ring. And that also and goes missing. Yeah, that, that gets left behind when everybody's leaving. I feel like I've seen it again, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, we, we see it in the flash sideways when he's, you know, he's back in drive shaft in the flash sideways, so he's wearing his ring. Oh. No, but I mean, like, I feel like I saw it in the crib. Yeah, and now on the episode where, uh, in season six, when Sun finds, or Jin finds the, uh, the crib with the crazy baby doll with a bone skull head yeah oh she yeah. finds the ring yeah the ring is in there but nobody takes it or anything it's like an easter egg what i missed that on easter egg corner oh i missed that too interesting okay i well i didn't even know that there is a significance to the dry shaft drive shaft ring that that charlie wears um no but, what, did, what did he say it was like uh, a family duke heirloom? of stratton or something Derek Stra- dexter, dexter stratton yeah dexter stratton yeah and I don't know what that name is supposed to mean. Oh, it's a uh, it's a combination of the names of the two characters from Silver Spoons, oh. according to the Lost Wiki. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
Yeah, I think it's something that the writers... This is like one of those weird prequel things that happen in like Star Wars. Or like, oh, we need to explain this thing with a silly or a weird backstory that nobody really wanted. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It looks like a... Uh, like a ring a rock star would wear, like with his band's initials on it. But then I have to say, oh no, it's it's a family heirloom, <laughs> great grandfather. It's been passed down through generations. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that's that was kind of a lot. Like for that gaudy ass looking ring. Yeah. And look, I want to be cool about it, but that ring is in nobody's family. Like nobody's going like I want you to pass <laughs> down my DS with a star ring yeah. in it or whatever. I don't know. Well, maybe they maybe they were. I don't know, but yeah. Jesus, that seems so bizarre. And, and now brother... you need to go and get an AJ ring to pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been in fa- it's been in our family for several generations. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I need to find a ring smelter and smelt me a ring. Yeah. So if you're a ring smelter, please tweet at us, <laughs> and uh, if you have reasonable prices, we'll get a ring for AJ. Please, please, I need to create a uh, family heirloom <laughs> that I need to pass down through my line. Or David could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I could you probably do it. You also use initials. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should all get rings with our initials on them. And then just pass them down to our family for generations. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I could just give mine to the executive of the CW Network. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get balls deep in this yeah. episode. That sounds gross, but whatever. Like, Jack's plan is um, we're going to blow them up to We're going to blow them to hell. This is what we get in the intro yeah. of this episode. Again, this is a Charlie-centric episode. It's based around Charlie. So ch- the whole plan kind of hitches in, uh, hitches on him. And uh, I don't know. I love this episode. Actually, I really did like this episode. It's funny because this season, well, the season that we just came off of four, we got The Constant, which is uh, another romantic sort of type of episode where we we have a, uh, a time-dashed um, Desmond that's, that's bouncing around through time that needs somebody to nail him down. And that episode had resonated with a lot of the fan base. This episode, I didn't remember. I didn't remember it even happening. But um, honestly, I, I kind of felt more, I felt a little more connected with this episode. And, and I really like this one even more so than than the constant in terms of like a romantic episode. And, and those are hard to do because I always roll my eyes when they do anything romantic on this mm. show because it seems so contrived. And, you know, you got your standard tropes that you find in TV, which can be kind of maybe a little problematic at some points in the story. Yeah. Well, I think what kind of helps make this a more romantic episode that you kind of feel is like that Charlie chooses to make a sacrifice in this episode, whereas in the constant Desmond's, he's just trying to get Penny to not change her phone number so he doesn't <laughs> die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's in that episode, it's like the, the, it's got all the trappings of romance, but it is a self-preservation episode. He's yeah. mostly, acting in a way to preserve himself alive out of whatever situation he's yeah. found himself in no matter how we still believe that he loves her but he doesn't that's this episode that episode wasn't about him doing something for her because he loves her so much exactly and that yeah you're right you're 100 percent right and I, I agree with it because like that's what we get out of that's what we get out of charlie pace in this episode where he's he's like you said he has agency he's actually making the choice to give up his life willingly which is it's just um, there's a lot to be said there, but there's a lot of that happening in this episode where Charlie has to make a choice as to whether he's actually going to give up his life and sacrifice for the woman he loves and her baby and by default, everybody else. And, um, I'm sure he's, he has, you know, feeling and I love for a lot of other people on the Island, 
we kind of seen that in that example scene with Hurley. But yeah, like uh, he he's he is making a choice, and on top of that, Jack is also making a choice. Jack is always kind of like the de facto leader up until this point, and he's kind of making these choices. And it's just it's and it's a little different than the discussion that we had on the last episode, where where Jack is making choices, but he just can't be out of control, which makes him kind of out of control. In this case, he's still out of control, but his choices, like he chooses for the group not to be victims he chooses for them not to be victimized Mm. by these others but to actually to 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 use the the foreknowledge that they have and the information that they have to actually defend themselves and i I think that's great i mean that's another choice in itself and it's just of course it seems like jack still being kind of like a control freak in which he is very much so but like in this case it's it's a it's a choice to to not take a victim posture instead they're taking like a yeah, uh, not defensive, but an actually an offensive posture. Yeah, they're being proactive about it. Yeah, and this is the end of the third season, so I guess up until this point, we've had three seasons of them not standing up to the others. You're gonna see a lot of running away yeah. <laughs> in, in episodes to come. Um, I don't know what. How, how did you relate to this episode, Chad? Like overall, in terms I like of- Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's a good character. It doesn't make me upset. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's cute with Claire. Oh, uh, yeah. their pairing does not make me upset. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like they're both acting kind of like real human beings. Oh, uh, there's no like weird significant glances that they're doing. <laughs> it's just like, hey, I love this girl. This girl loves me. I love her baby. And that seems to be it. And I'm just like, I like that. That's a good relationship. Sweet. Yeah, I think this is one of the, the, the few times where the writers were like, oh, they, the audience wants these two to be together and be happy, so we'll, we'll try to have that happen. For like often. a little bit? Yeah. And then yeah. kill one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the show is famous for doing that. We've seen Jin and Saeed. No, not Saeed. Jin oh, and... Jin and Saeed, though. <laughs> oh, we, we just got a glimpse into uh, <laughs> AJ's fanfic folder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's heavy with, like, Jin Saeed, like, just stopping crime and, like, getting into, like, buddy hijinks together, but they're also using guns to solve their problems. Uh-huh. Hey, man, if, if I can make, if I can get my uh, Jin Saeed pilot off the ground, I'd, I'd be very much, very much... Very much so happy. It it's uh, it it's like, oh Jesus Christ! I forgot the name of that movie, uh, the one with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Rush oh. Hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's like Rush Hour, but even foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's that's gonna be. That's gonna be the the tagline of the movie. It's like Rush Hour, but even foreigner. But uh, I yeah. I would like for you to write foreigner on the poster <laughs> and then have it like crossed out and then handwritten funnier <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa i love that yeah yeah that's that that would get a lot of mileage in 1998 <laughs> when all those lines are like like super tagline in movies mm-hmm. and like i don't know it's weird like at some point we just realized like oh those are weird those are weird um weird movie you know movie taglines or whatever movie i wonder what the lines can be really good though. yeah that is true I, I, that is true. Well, I wonder what the, like, I don't know. The only tagline that always comes to mind whenever I hear the, the term movie tagline is that one that everybody knows. It's like in space, no one can hear you scream, which mm-hmm. is from the original Alien yeah. movie from back in the 70s. Or at least got, but, but yeah. Um, yeah I don't Jurassic know. Park had a really good one that I don't remember off the top mm. of my head, but I remember it being really good. 
the only one I can think of is like from the poster was like it's a movie sixty five million years in the making. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I like there was yeah a that's what it better was. One. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, that was the first movie I ever saw multiple times in a theater. Uh, how how did that work? Like, did you go with different people? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. Or... I don't remember. I, I know I went with my parents the first time, probably the second time because I was nine years old. I don't know who else I was going to the movies with. I wasn't going on dates or anything. <laughs> you're like, wait, you're nine? Yeah. I see. You're just like, you're just out there like, hey, girl, I gotta take you to a movie. <laughs> We're in the fourth grade. Uh, you know, recess is over. Let's just cut out of here like a bunch of cool nine-year-olds yeah. and go watch Jurassic Park. Uh, I, I imagine you as a uh, rebel without a cause type uh, of nine-year-old, David. <laughs> uh, uh, listeners, if any of you uh, went on a date when you were nine, uh, let us know what that was like. <laughs> And please do not describe child molestation to us. Oh, no, yeah. If it was, like, with another nine-year-old, if it was with an adult, um, call the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Charlie's Choice, I'm, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I, the, the, I wrote in my notes, um, Big Fish Death. Like, he, you guys remember that movie, Big Fish? Yes, I he love was, Big Fish. Okay, you love Big Fish? Yeah. Okay, okay, so he's armed with the foreknowledge of his own death, which he uses... Um, well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not talking about Big Fish the movie, but Charlie. He just he's he's got he's got the intel on his own death, which we kind of see him, you know, playing cool in the next episode. In this episode, he's given the information. Um, but here's another wrinkle that mm. I don't think we've gotten as a group is that uh, this is not the first iteration of Charlie's death. Oh yeah, like it's it's not based on the conversation that we see play out between Desmond and Charlie. Yeah, Desmond keeps mentioning that the. Uh this time it's real or like you're gonna have to die this time and it's like it's all this time and like oh why i see your death so many times and it's just like mm. i kind of feel like if you've seen someone die more than once and they haven't actually died mm. then maybe your psychic abilities are not <laughs> great but I suppose it's possible that he saw him die before, and Charlie did die, and they were able to revive him. Oh, no. I imagine if that. I'm gonna write that down in case that comes up ever. Okay. Um, I really, I, I do like the scenes that we get with, uh, with Desmond and Charlie. Uh, well, I don't know, Charlie and everybody. This episode, it, it, it was. To be honest with you guys, I was trying to choke back some tears, like, uh, <laughs> not like full on, but it was. It was, uh, he had a lot of tearful goodbyes, minus the tears. Um, but yeah, getting back, before we even handle any of that stuff, like getting back to the idea of, um, of, of him confronting his death, maybe on more than one occasion, and at the, uh, through the insight of, of Desmond and his flashes, it, it seems, seems interesting. We do get a chance to see Charlie play out the hero role, well, the hero role, and like that kind of... The hero? The hero and that actually that, that gets brought up into the that gets brought up on his greatest hits list, which is also kind of fun. Oh yeah. I mean, do we remember what his top five was for this episode? It was uh, number, number five, five was hearing uh, his band song on the radio. Yeah, excellent. Uh, number four was swimming for the first time with his dad. Yeah. Number three was was three the hero thing. No. Three. Three was the ring. Yes. The ring. Uh, two, I, when his brother gave him the ring. Uh, two was when he fought off some dude in an alley that was trying to steal from a woman. And she called him a hero. And that woman was? I don't know. 
Nadia. Nadia. Oh, was it? Yeah. Saeed's girl. They're not going to have more than one uh, Middle Eastern woman on this show. <laughs> they called her back specifically. Yeah. They're like, Wait, so every single Middle Eastern girl on the show has been Nadia? Have you? St- I don't think we've seen one that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so I guess I suffer from like the opposite of racism <laughs> towards Middle Eastern maybe, women. Maybe face blindness or something. Like I, I think uh, I don't that mean they're that all like... different. <laughs> or i like, think that one person is many different people ah, that's, that's how good of an actress she is yeah she really pulled it up plus you know what it plus that scene there was a lot of heavy rain and yeah. she was yeah. kind of well, rained out so well they were both kind of rained out that's a weird way of saying that but they were both in the rain so yeah but that's what it's called when you're standing in the rain and then you're all wet you get rained out rained out yeah like oh man i'm so rained out right now someone someone give me a towel <laughs> Yeah, number one was uh, meeting Claire. Yes, yes. So that's yeah. Th- those are all. Those are all. Yeah, I don't know. Like this. This episode just kind of did it for me. I gotta be honest. I really liked what they did with this. And I'm not a romantic person by default. No, you're not. We can we can ask your wife, and she will say. Oh yeah, she'll be like, oh yeah, that dude hasn't got me anything over the last <laughs> five anniversaries, oh, no. <laughs> except for like maybe like a Mentos, <laughs> the Fresh Maker. What? It's the Fresh Maker. I love you. <laughs> I want to kiss you. It's our anniversary, but you got to take these Mentos first. Right, right. No, um, no, but yeah, like, I mean, in, in, in terms of the show, like, it, it always was like a point of irritation to see some of these romantic plot lines get played out because, you know, it wasn't, one, it wasn't interesting. Two, it was just more tropey. And three, it was like, eh, like, I, I, I'm more invested in the 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 live together die alone stuff or the the uh survival stuff as opposed to to like who's hooking up with who like you know like i'll, I'll watch big brother for that <laughs> i also liked uh, the uh, bernard and rose stuff yeah in this episode uh they are currently my favorite couple on the show <laughs> they're great <laughs> i love them because uh uh in the last episode uh or two episodes ago i believe rose told uh uh Claire that she should fuck the shit out of Charlie, <laughs> not knowing that Charlie had died. And, oh, what if she did? Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> and uh, in this episode, uh, when uh, Rose realizes that she's going to have to leave Bernard behind to try and protect him, uh, she's just like, oh, let's go fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> what was the line? Uh, let's the line get you was, into something darker. Let's slip you into something dark. <laughs> so... You like on the surface, all the everybody watching the show have been like, "Oh, how, how wonderful!" Like that's one thing. Like I wonder if the writers are just like, "Fuck yes, we slipped it right past those motherfucking censors." Yeah. Fuck you, FCC. I I really want to go back and watch the next episode to see if he's in different clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that. but that's not what we do here. We don't watch shows in the right order. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There, there's been like a handful of episodes where I'm like, I want to go back and rewatch. <laughs> are you, uh, are you saying that you have to go back? <laughs> but forward? No, no, I'm using different words. <laughs> <laughs> to infinity and never mind. I need to go back to the future. <laughs> Ooh, we should do the Back to the Future movies back. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why that. There's like three of them. Yeah, it wouldn't take very long. Yeah. <laughs> We could do Back to the Future Minute, but backwards. Ooh. Back to the Back Future... No. You Someone's know what? has got to be doing Back to the Future Minute, right? I, I am sure. 
Probably, maybe. It might I can't be. imagine anyone. I I wouldn't be surprised if two different people have done it. Hmm. Two people, two different groups have done the Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh wow. Because yeah. it's a popular movie yeah. from the eighties, and uh, like a lot of the people that are like super into podcasting are dudes in their thirties. <laughs> Which means that these were like influential movies for us growing up. Yeah, there's definitely Back to the Future in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Cool. That's fun. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention about this episode that I think is really important is uh, Desmond sold Charlie on the, the vision by first telling him that he saw Claire and Aaron get into a helicopter yeah. and go to safety. And I'm like, I remember Aaron being in a helicopter. I do not remember Claire being in one with it. That's that's true. Yeah, because she walks off into the jungle, never to be seen again, or not for. Why? Two why seasons. did she walk off into the jungle again? I don't know. I don't remember. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Why did she walk off into the jungle? Well, it's because um, she saw the ghost of Christian Shepherd, who told her to go into the jungle with them. But right. it was a weird choice. Yeah, that was kind oh, of. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it was her and Miles and um... Sawyer. Yeah, Sawyer. Sawyer yeah, asked Miles, right, like, yeah. "Where's Where's Claire?" And he's like, "I don't know. She's walked off. She called him Dad." Uh, yeah, now I'm starting to remember that yeah. episode where um, we get the, the talented Miles who hasn't appeared on the show yet. I guess like, they they wanted her to become Rousseau right when they came back. So they're like, oh, we got to find some reason for her to get left behind. So that's what they did. Was you can always just have Christian Shepherd show up and make people stuff yeah and of course the show is is synonymous with circles right so that that makes sense because um we lost a child and claire lost a child um and you know they also lost their sanity on the island both of them so seems fine now yeah like just as long as it's convenient for the plot she can <laughs> she can get a super volatile set of dynamite and bring it all up by herself and use a big chunk of it to demonstrate to a group of strangers and not set off any warning bells or alarms for any of the enemies or anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lighting off dynamite. And they're just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be our, our big secret plan. It's just like, you don't think someone else on the island was just like, holy shit, someone, something just blow up? Yeah. Did you guys feel that rumble? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I heard a rumble. Out there in the jungle. It's <laughs> my favorite kind of, it's uh, my favorite kind of wrestling. <laughs> when you're rumbling out in the jungle. Ali <laughs> Bomaye. Uh, that, that was probably a completely different uh, Muhammad Ali fight. <laughs> I don't remember what. Rumble that? in the Jungle was. Uh, uh, George Foreman? No, but Foreman was Ali Bomaye, I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember for sure. Uh, this was before I was born, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think it was before all of us were <laughs> yeah. born. So Jin uh, and Sun, they're talking because during the. Uh, the intro when Jack's telling everybody, "Oh, we gotta." Here's how we get. We have this information about how the others are gonna come for us because um, Juliet's a spy, and she tested everyone to see if they're pregnant and something about Sun. And Jen's like, "Oh, I, I heard them talking about you before," and everyone looked at you like, "What's up?" Right. And she tells them that she saw their baby and it's healthy, and they hug, and it's very nice. Is this is this how Jin comes to learn of the pregnancy? I think. He knew he, about the pregnancy. Yeah, he said that he heard uh, he heard Juliet mention son's name on the tape. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the tape, that's what it was. Oh, huh, okay. Yeah, so he knows when 
people say that the word son that they're talking about her <laughs> but later on in the episode when when jack is telling everyone hey the uh, the others are coming and we got to do this plan and the sun's going down in a couple hours like do you think jen heard that and i was like he's talking about son again like every time they mention <laughs> the son he thinks I they're want, talking about his wife i want to believe that's so bad like every so often when they say like oh man we got not too many hours left of the sun you just see like a Jin pop up in the background of the shot mm-hmm. like did you guys say did i hear i think i heard I heard my wife name. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> also, uh, Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman was the Rumble in the Jungle, and uh, that was the one where the Congolese kids would chant uh, Ali Bomaye. Ah, okay. So we were all right. All right, full <laughs> points for all of us. Sweet, sweet. I don't know. I we we get a lot of goodbye scenes with Charlie because Charlie's gonna die. Um, before we even get into that, maybe we could talk about Desmond for a quick second. Desmond has pretty much told Charlie that he was going to die before and something happened and that didn't come to pass. And then he keeps on getting these different flashes according to that conversation that we saw or whatever, um, in this episode, which makes me think that, um, maybe Desmond is tapping into something that the show might be trying to, I don't know, telegraph or, or maybe put out there and i don't think it's trying to make this clear but you could you could view it this way that the i guess the idea of time time is always changing because like we already know from our previous viewings of the show that they said okay whatever happened happened and like there's no other way things could have been differently they play with time travel on the show but this time when desmond is talking about the many deaths deaths of charlie it's it's or whatever it's kind of like um something happened or something was changed and uh charlie was spared but then there's also like a course correction going on and charlie has to die so it's almost like a final destination theme that's kind of playing out on the show which i don't know if that was like a popular property at the time and they thought they could throw in some (laughs) of that into the show like weren't there like seven of them yeah 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 yeah. like those things probably made a ton of money you know because they're like they're i don't know about cheap but then you know like horror is usually expensive but then they do have some pretty big set pieces in that in, in those movies yeah. like the logs falling off the truck yeah. right right everyone remembers that from the commercials <laughs> oh yeah yeah i remember i remember the plane well you know i don't even remember seeing any of the trailers for the first one but i saw it in theaters and there's that plane one and then... i watched zero final destinations what? or zero finals destination <laughs> i don't know what the correct plural would be you're, you're probably yeah you're probably in a better space than, than the rest of us here because and I wasn't. I think those movies had like a had like a time in the sun, and then I don't know. I think they kind of less people got interested yeah, in them. Yeah. The by the time more. you make, get to the seventh movie in a series, generally that's that's the case. Yeah. Um, unless you're like. Yeah. But we're gonna have to watch them all in backwards order now. <laughs> so like, what what would that be called? Final Destination Reverse. The uh, penultimate destination. Ooh. <laughs> First destination. Uh, yes. Uh, first Final predestination. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I see. So, because I think the last one was a prequel to the first one. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it's blowing my Chad. mind here. Was, yeah. Okay, so we do get Charlie's goodbyes, and I guess we can get into that. He says goodbye to to Aaron and Claire. Tells Aaron that he loves him. Tells Claire, "Don't worry about me." What do you guys make of this scene? He would feel bad if he knew that she was worrying about him, so he was trying to not feel so bad. I see. Because he had a thing to do. Yeah. Like, I gotta go and 
turn off this light or something yeah. on a station. Somewhere. I don't want to be distracted down there worrying about you worrying about me. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being yeah. the case. I, I think that uh, part of it is just like, oh, it's useless for her to spend time mm-hmm. worrying about me. I'm going to die. So she should just try and relax. But if I tell her that, that's not going to help her to relax. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He wanted Desmond to give her that note, but like he wrote down everything on that list except for the last one before they left, right? And that's... the last one was, when I met you, which you think he already had in mind. Yeah. Do you think he was like really debating that while they were on the canoe ride? <laughs> on the or could top. he have just written it before they left and given it to her? Oh, he could have left absolutely uh, written it, but I think he was afraid that uh, she might find it too mm-hmm. early. Okay. Oh, that's a, that's a good him. point. Yeah. Although... Yeah. I think that he started writing that before he knew it was going to be a suicide note. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He also started writing it before he knew that there was a Drive Shaft Greatest Hits album, yeah. which he also references that note as being. So he, was right. just, he was just writing that note for the, for the hell of it. <laughs> Seems that he way. He thought he was getting rescued, and that feels like a moment to kind of reflect on things. But you no. think it would be all island things? Oh, maybe, maybe he was like, uh, oh... I should save the number one spot because just in case I see like a helicopter coming for us. <laughs> no, no, I guess it's still just that I love you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're great. You're, you're, I'm okay with you. I'll take this list and get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know why Charlie would do that. Uh, but, but yeah, this, um, yeah, so, so Charlie and Desmond do make their way out to, to the ocean, and Charlie gets to the looking glass. And uh, I have a question for you guys. Yes. yes. Whenever you watch TV shows or movies where people swim <laughs> underwater, do you try and hold yes. your breath as long as they do? I do. <laughs> I do that almost all the time. And I'm, like, almost embarrassed by it. <laughs> like, he comes up for air, I'm like... I try to breathe very shallow, like, so nobody can hear me taking a breath. <laughs> David? Uh, I think about it about halfway through. They're like, oh, I wonder if I could hold my breath this long. I should have started holding my breath when this started, but uh-huh. I don't think about it at the beginning. Yeah, I never get, like, a deep breath before it yeah. happens, because I'm just like, oh, shit, he's in the water. Hold your breath. Do you hold it for an extra two seconds afterwards to <laughs> make it even? No, because I can't hold my breath for long enough. <laughs> That's so funny. Charlie says that he can hold his breast for like his breast. Jesus, oh, I gotta yeah, slow but down. He does, though. I could hold Charlie's breast for yeah. four minutes. I think we all could, you guys. Those I mean, two yeah. girls in Helsinki will get to that. <laughs> he can hold his breath for four minutes. Yeah, is that what's the long like? What is what what's is the, the longest world record time? Yeah. Like what is like a Navy SEAL? How does he like? How well, long? It's can probably it closer to five, but it can't be much more than that. Yeah, because like at some point you just pass out. I, I know, but well, I like, think I saw in like a like a National Geographic or a maybe human planet or something with a guy that was fishing like in the philippines or something like that. 22 minutes and what? 22 seconds is yes. that david blaine uh that is uh german free diver tom sietas oh, okay oh, interesting uh he beat uh dane stig severinsen's previous guinness book of world records record which was 22 minutes exactly oh wow holy crap oh imagine being that guy like the 22 minute guy <laughs> Apparently, so you know what you have to do is hyperventilate more. before you start holding your breath, mm. so that you uh, have oh, like extra oxygen in your right. blood. That's amazing. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Like, how long can a smoker hold their breath? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it can't be long. Those those 
That's one of the reasons why I can never hold my breath as long as people on TV. Right. It's because I smoked for so long. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, there he goes. Here, here goes Charlie. <gasps> oh, God, I can't. I can't right now with this. <laughs> and, and before uh, I started smoking, I was asthmatic. Oh. So um, I'm not saying that uh, smoking cured my asthma or anything. I'm just saying that there were, these were <laughs> you two. You waited until you stopped having asthma. Of, yeah, before I started smoking. smoking. Yeah. I see. So uh, I've never really had, like, super strong lungs. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, yeah, no, like someone's uh, swimming around underwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Those, yeah, those are those are fun scenes. Uh, anytime there's any character underwater, I'm just like, I'm with you, bro. Or something. Um, I'm, I, like, I'm not, maybe not, like, if I'm really into it, I'm just like, I'll hold my breath <laughs> I've never asked anyone before whether or not they do that when they I see it on TV. Like, I always thought that it was, like, a just me thing. I thought it had something to do <laughs> with too. the fact that High I five. drowned before. High five. Right up oh, on you top. you drowned before? Yeah, yeah. When I was a little kid. Well, actually, I drowned twice. Oh. Um, the first time I was, like, a little kid. Like, I think I was uh, preschool age. Mm. Uh, I was at, like, swimming lessons. And then uh, when the teacher was doing something with one of the other kids, like, I swam out into, like, the middle of the pool mm. towards the deep end. And I wasn't real good at swimming yet, uh, apparently. And uh, uh, I just went under. One oh. of the other kids had to uh, save me. Holy crap. What do yeah. you remember after coming out? Uh, just coughing and waking up. Uh, Holy crap. And then uh, same they thing had to happened. to give you mouth to mouth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing happened to me when I was uh, 17, I think, uh, on the big island. Uh, and your swimming teacher wasn't paying attention to you. No, it's no, such a bad swimming teacher. No, the, <laughs> this time it was just uh, unsupervised. But it just... took her fifteen years to teach how to swim. <laughs> Sorry, this was just me being bad at swimming. <laughs> Second time, I was just like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm totally good at swimming." It's like, uh, turns out I was not. No. And uh, that time, I don't know whether or not they gave me mouth to mouth. I think they just uh, uh, fucking like slammed on my chest mm. and i coughed up all the water holy crap wow twice yeah yeah so uh in case you ever wonder why you never see me at the beach <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like a flatliner but specifically of drowning yeah did you see a light or anything no no just dark did you see oh, no. um well that's probably because <laughs> i'm going to hell <laughs> yeah. oh my god did you see uh what's her name um that actress uh, uh, I'll get it. I'm I'm reaching Natalie for it. Wood? No, she was in Flatliners. <laughs> she she drowned though. Julia, Julia, Julia Roberts. There you go. I was feeling around for it. I found it. <laughs> you know what? That made the joke so not worth it because, like, if I just whipped it out and like, did you see Julia Roberts? Boom! Flatliners joke <laughs> would have not have killed, but it would have gotten out there. But because I was groping in the dark for it. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why i don't know why you guys put up with me on this podcast like i, I should have been were, chucked out the window a bunch of times by now i knew you were reaching for a joke that's why i threw out natalie wood <laughs> <laughs> because i know that that's a punchline to a drowning joke oh my god <laughs> like you you've never heard that one no what, what kind of wood doesn't float in the water natalie wood yes oh fuck okay yeah she was an actress that drowned mm. 50 years ago oh wait is this the uh <laughs> is this the is this the you know, I'm not even going to go for it this time, you guys. You, I respect your guys' time a little bit more. I've yeah. learned within the last 30 seconds that if I can't find it, just let it be. Let it let it sit at the bottom of the ocean like Charlie Pink. We, we like to watch you go on these journeys. <laughs> Thanks. You guys are just so supportive. Like, you're right there, AJ. You got it. You got it. 
Julia Roberts. You got it. It's like watching a little kid like grope around <laughs> on the counter trying to get the cookies. <laughs> He's just watching this little hand like just reach for whatever. Yeah. It's like, look at him go. Look Sometimes at this little just hand. Knocking cereal boxes over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just me knocking that and like whatever bullshit. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. But what, what were we talking about before Flatliners and drowning? Oh yeah, drowning. Okay. Uh, holding your breath. Oh yeah. So twice. You like you've drowned twice. Yeah, yeah. That's probably uh, got something to do with why I don't want to watch Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Are there drowning ones? In them? I don't I know whether or not there are, yeah. but just the idea that it's like, oh, you've avoided <laughs> death. Now you must die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when it's two very specific ways. Yeah. I don't know. I've... I don't actually dislike swimming mm. or like. I'm not actually afraid of the water. I'm just like, I I realize that this is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to go out too deep. Yeah. yeah. No, You're not trying you to have tempt to fate yeah. right now. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know anyone who's ever fallen off the roof of their house that is like, hey, you know what's super fun? Skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Oh, we have a, we've got Carl on this episode. It, it kicks off with him uh, getting in a canoe and paddling away. Right. Yeah, they do some weird time stuff like they usually do sometimes, where they, they do a six-hour cut before or something like that, too, in this episode. We see Carl make it to the shore, and you know he's he's offering them guns and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and I, the first thing that happens is Saeed runs up and tackles him. <laughs> yes. It's the first he, tackle he we've seen in a while. Yeah, but he didn't do the season six tackle. Yeah. Like, he, he did sort of like a grab and slam. Yeah. Rather than just like going for that double leg takedown. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's what the season six tackles were. I, 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 I really want there to be like some interview footage of a very old man who was a fight coordinator. <laughs> and he's just like the uh, the dodgeball version of whatever the fight coordinator was for that show. He's like, <laughs> you know, if you can if you can tackle a man, you can tackle I don't know, something, something weird <laughs> like that where that would all connect. If you can tackle a man, then you can beat him to death. <laughs> Yeah, well, Carl does make a, an appearance, and I was—we haven't seen much of Carl. I was so disappointed in this character. I mean, it seems like the writers had an idea, and maybe it just didn't work, and they just fucking axed this kid like after like a couple of episodes or whatever into the fourth season. But um, yeah, that the, the the whole the whole Alex and Carl thing never worked for me, and it, I don't know was it, did this relationship or this part of the show did this does does this make you guys feel anything positive or gear you in any way i don't, I don't know if I'm... i don't think so and i don't know and also uh you guys pointed out that carl is a uh new hope luke skywalker <laughs> level fucking whiner did you see that acting i mean yeah. in this episode like the six hour cut before where he has a few lines of dialogue and he sounds like Mark Hamill from the 70s. <laughs> Uncle like, Owen. Yeah, he's got a naggy nasal, not a nasally, but he's got a naggy voice. He also and, has the mop top here. Yeah, um, I mean, hey man, if 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 that actor who played Carl is listening to this, um, you know, thank you for listening, but also to <laughs> see if you can uh, show up in Young Solo, yeah, the movie. Ooh. Yeah, do do your thing, dude. Um, also reach out to us if you can but damn that 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 was just I'm, I'm i'm ripping this performance but it was just it was so it was so very much bad and the chemistry between those two non-existent so bad like there was a there was a dead kiss at the end of this 
that's devoid of everything that you want. Like, I guess they're trying to play the angle, like, this is young love, and nobody knows what they're doing when they're young, but yeah, there's, there's got to be a little bit more chemistry than that if you're going to try and, like, shove these two fucking meat puppets together. Like, yeah. show me well, something. it could be that they might be the only two teenagers on the island. I don't know if we've seen any others, so it's like they yeah. have yeah, to yeah. just do it. Oh, yeah, that, that might actually uh, be true. Like, uh, she's not, like, super into Carl, but... Uh, she's just like, there's no one else that would be age appropriate. Because if you look at everyone in the others' cap, they're all old or Ricardus. Yeah. She's <laughs> who's hella old. She's like, uh, she's 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 like work husbanding. Hus- oh my god, Ooh. this whole episode, she's work husbanding <laughs> this guy because like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're you're hot, but you're like work hot. You're only hot because I see you all the time. <laughs> she's the only boy I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm only attracted to you because you're like the only dude within five years of age of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't imagine people were looking at that screen going, "Oh my God, Carl, he's so he's such yeah. a hot stud." Well, that's why well, in the Flash Sideways, he doesn't show up at all because nobody cares about. Him. Imagine if they Not just even yeah, like imagine Alex, if they just yeah. threw him in there, <laughs> like into the Flash Sideways, because he was kind of a big part of the story for like a little bit of time where i mean there's you know whatever stuff is going on with with him and alex but um he was uh, in a cage next to sawyer, sawyer yeah yeah so he, yeah so we got that bit of information he was in a cage he actually comes back he actually he we could actually credit carl even though it is kind of like a plot contrivance that that he is the savior of, of the beach folk because if he didn't come to warn them earlier, they would have went off of Julia's information, which was um, uh, not accurate. Or it wasn't accurate anymore. Yeah. So, yay for Carl. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, real interesting that uh, everyone in the... Well, not everyone in the author's camp, but like uh, Ricardus uh, told Ben, like, whoa, hey, moving up the timetable. It's like, there was a timetable to kidnapping mm. pregnant women? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, is, is it like there's a, a certain day that you're supposed to sacrifice them for Jacob? I don't know what the fuck fix, is going on here. He's fixing up a tent to have, like, nice places for them to lay down since they're pregnant. See. And it wasn't ready. Okay, this is Like the I'm... baby shower decorations. <laughs> like the baby yeah, shower. Yeah, they're going to throw out a baby shower for these pregnant ladies. Yeah. They're just That's what like... the others are all about, baby yeah. showers. Yeah, you saw Tom Friendly. He, he puts together a mean... <laughs> A mean get together. Uh, well, anyway, he, he, yeah. he he's really good at. Uh... It's a stereotype. Oh man, I'm gonna back away from this. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know this whole. Maybe Ryan. Maybe Ryan's super into interior <laughs> decorating. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't have to be the gay guy, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, Tom Friendly. It's still one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he has my favorite name. Tom Friendly on the show. Yeah. 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 Like the MC Ganey, my favorite rapper. Yeah, yeah, he he does have a couple of those platinum um, <laughs> albums, right? Yeah, but he's mostly big in Germany. <laughs> yeah, so we get that scene with um, this is kind of stretching back, but we also get that the mm-hmm. a mini scene with like Charlie and Naomi, or they call each other fellow. Was it Mancunian Manchesterites or something like that? I think Mancunos or something. Something weird that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't scan yeah. right. Maybe it does for if those. you were from Manchester. It's not Manchuria. <laughs> I know that. My Manchurios. My I I, I want to say it was like Mancurian or something. Something. Mancurino. Hmm. 
Okay, this is a little bit weird. Mancuris. Mancuris. This is a little bit weird. Am I just putting my own stuff on this episode? I usually pre-qualify a lot of my shit like with that. But for for Charlie, Charlie is he knows that his death is looming, and uh, he knows. I think at this point he hasn't heard the the this iteration of what his death is supposed to be from from Desmond before he gets this this conversation with with Naomi, right? But yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt. Uh, Go ahead, please. Your, your... Like I'm sure that you had like some good thoughts there. Oh, it's it would it would it would it was a fifty fifty crash. I I was trying to Google what are people from uh, Manchester called, uh-huh. and I got as far as what are people from, and Google autocomplete was what are people from Niger called, oh. and I'm like, <laughs> wow, people really want to know. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Fucking Google. <laughs> And you people, you Google. people, <laughs> showing the world how racist we are by yeah. means of our incomplete <laughs> search Google searches. Oh, how about Manchurians? Have we? <laughs> I, I think I think Manchester. we're going about Nigerians right now. Oh shucks, <laughs> that's right. Mancunian, Mancunian, Mancunian. Uh, well, the, I don't know, the, just briefly, the point that I was trying to make before I get too long. Sorry, sorry. No, no, <laughs> it, was, it was just that um, Naomi is from manchester which is not only like they're not only from the same you know country but they're from the same part of the country is that what we're supposed to take away from this yeah manchester's yeah. like a city i yeah. think right so in with that in mind um i, I don't know if this if the show was trying to say this they, I, I i don't know but it, it would have been fun to know that if if charlie knows that he's gonna die um it there might have been a little bit of comfort in speaking with a fellow countryman at this point because he's surrounded by a bunch of like Yanks, right? Like all, all of us uh, Americans yeah. and and Claire, who's uh, Australian, yeah. right? Right. And uh, Desmond, he's Scottish, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's close enough. I mean, is, do you guys think there's there any any legs to that theory that like it, it was a, a little bit of a comfort before dying, like? You know what I mean? Where you're, that, you, get, you get something familiar. That wouldn't surprise me because uh, everything in the show was pointing out like this motherfucker gonna die. Because <laughs> I mean, uh, they were just like, "Come on, Charlie! It's not like you're gonna die." Right. And then it's just like, "Oh, how does Charlie die by drowning?" Let Let's make one of his happy memories about swimming. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it was just like I know the show doesn't really go for subtle. But holy shit, this was like beating subtlety to death with a brick. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, because that's what, what Naomi says to him when she recognizes him from the band. It's like, oh, you're the dead rock star. Oh. Yeah, this memorial and all this other stuff. Well, hey, you're, you're... at least you're not dead. Right. <laughs> that was her last words to him. <laughs> Seems like that was a lot of people's last words to Charlie. <laughs> like, oh, hey, man, you still up for a swim? Cool. <laughs> at least you're not dead. Yeah. Yeah, I love you too, whatever, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that scene so much. Like, um, like we're spending so much time with these characters in this show. I mean, we've seen, whatever, 40, 50 plus hours of this thing so far. Um, but we're seeing it in reverse, of course. We keep bringing that back because that's the conceit of the show. But we, I do like that we get that scene between Charlie and um, and Hurley. Because they... they, they, they do become friends on the island mm-hmm. and we know that from the episodes that come after it but it's 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 yeah it's it's nice because it's weird because uh after charlie says the mean thing he hugs him he says i love you man 
And like uh, Hurley almost put out a second thought. She goes, "Yeah, whatever. I love you too." It's just it's a it's a weird thing um, where like you could just you know where where you have that amongst friends or people have that amongst friends where you can casually throw it out there and it's not weird. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, and then yeah. the scene didn't read weird at all either, and and all that. And I guess we're supposed to see a frustrated Hugo, but instead we just get like a Hugo's coming. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I also really liked his response when uh, Charlie comes over and hugs him. Was just like, look, I didn't want to re- even get on your stupid phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Charlie was very mean to him right, right before that. Everybody's was, mean to Hugo yeah, in the last couple of episodes. Told him he was too big to fit in the boat and then to go away. Mm-hmm. But he shows them all at the end by killing a dude with a van. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> also happens. Uh, all right, so it's, uh, it's time to start uh, wrapping it up. Hey, uh, before we start yeah. uh, wrapping it up, uh, in the uh, plug section, mm. which is after Easter Egg Corner, uh, I wanted to do an extra uh, plug before we get into Easter Egg Corner, oh, before yeah. we get into the plug yeah. s- section, when people are still listening. <laughs> uh, people listen to Easter Egg Corner. I'm sure people listen to Easter Egg Corner, <laughs> but I feel like they start tuning out right afterwards. Yeah. Well, uh, no, we all want to hear your predictions for next week. Yeah. We uh, need a name for that. Yeah, we yeah. do need a name for that. Uh, what we don't need a name for is uh, telling you to go and go to Manoa Valley Theater and watch... Uh, the Hound of the Baskervilles. Sherlock yeah. Holmes play. Yes, please. Go Come see that opening this weekend, I think. <laughs> or next. We're not real sure. It's yeah, opening. I think it's opening today if you're listening to this when this episode drops. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So or yesterday. Yeah, so just just make that a part of your day. You listen to us. And... I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm planning on going on the 19th. Ooh. Okay, and I'm planning on going on the 14th. It might have already happened. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it a secret. I don't want to <laughs> see anybody, anybody there, but I'm definitely going to go. <laughs> Sweet. And he's definitely not going with either one of us. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to see anyone. No, I'm going in blindfolded. Yeah. Like he, he only has eyes for people on stage. <laughs> uh, he's actually going to be wearing like those horse blinder <laughs> glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for real though, when you go to see live theater, keep your eyes on the people on stage. Don't be looking at the other audience members throughout the show. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, yeah, why would you do that? I would do I that, know. but only like as a sassy black person. <laughs> you know, like, can you believe what's happening on this stage? I, I don't do a good sassy I guess if you're talking videos. to someone, you should make eye contact with them. I guess yeah. Yeah. yeah, but why are you talking to them? Watch the fucking play, you assholes. I'm totally, I'm totally going to turn to everybody around me and like put one finger in the air and be really like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. Strictly to like Sherlock. Yeah. So, so you said 14th you're going, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So definitely go to that one if you can because it's going to be quite a show. Yeah. It's going to be audience participation. Because <laughs> you can't spell participation without EG. <laughs> that is that is true. No, Part- it's not. <laughs> participation. Ooh. No? I don't know. Tarp. Yep. <laughs> participation. <laughs> um, oh, perfect. Thanks for that, Chad. Um, yeah, so please. Manoa Theater. Yeah, no. Manoa Valley Theater. Manoa Valley Theater. Perfect. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. Yeah. Excellent. If you like Sherlock Holmes, if you like all female casts, if you like live theater, like plays. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving um, into Easter Egg Corner, what do we have this week, Dave? Oh, we've got got the scene where Charlie and his band, they hear their song on the radio for the first time. 
they changed turned the volume down to 23 whoa yeah okay okay that was uh one of those times where it's just like i wish that we recorded us watching the episode because i made a good joke <laughs> when they get super excited about watching or about hearing them on the radio i said i like this scene better in that thing you do <laughs> i like everything better when it's on i think that 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 thing you do yeah. that was a really good movie yeah <laughs> i did like that so check out that thing you do minute okay did you guys know that there is actually uh that that tom hanks's character in that movie is gay i did not know that there's a whole cut there's a whole deleted scene where like he has like a boyfriend or something like that yeah they, oh they that's cool cut it out of the movie i'm yeah. sad they cut it yeah i guess it was i don't know if it was like a if it was i think it was more like a time thing i don't know I, it I, was I, a boring I, scene <laughs> it's just like him like coming in and then his uh his significant other like steering something at a stove like oh so you're home and it's just really a passive aggressive <laughs> argument between two people that <laughs> it, it didn't add any value to the plot of the movie. Yeah. it just showed that tom hanks was a workaholic or something <laughs> like that yeah all right you got time for this new uh snow this new band huh no time for me what are they called the o'neaters great <laughs> <laughs> So Easter eggs, uh, Judy Chamness. We get Judy Chamness in this episode. Um, awesome. Yeah. Charlie says he can hold his breath for four minutes. It's also four a number. Is a number. Yeah. <laughs> and we see Alex uh, chopping up a rabbit to uh, sneak over to feed to Carl. But she forgets that when she runs to him to send him off to save everyone from getting killed. Yeah. Wait, what? That, yeah, she, that's she, an Easter egg? The rabbit. The rabbit. That's a thing that... it's. These aren't all Easter eggs as much as they're like recurring things that happen themes and motifs yeah and even because i think they're easter eggs because it's like it doesn't have anything to do with the plot really right okay i mean i could i could see that where it's just like oh you know oh she's killing a white rabbit and then the next episode is through the looking glass oh foreshadowing like i'm just like uh, i don't get it well we've seen a number of rabbits already have i yeah uh, yeah, Locke chops up a rabbit and feeds, feeds it, it to ben. ben, and he asks if it had a number on it. And then we see that oh, yeah. video with with um, candle, yeah, yeah, with Pierre Chang, and he's got a rabbit with a number on it. Yeah, he's I remember about to stick that. It in the machine, yeah. a couple of other rabbits have popped up. In the flash sideways, Jack goes to meet with his son, or goes to find his son, and like finds a key underneath a rabbit, right? Yeah, and then like that's how he gets to the house, but finds mm-hmm. out his son is gone, but. Yeah. Messages. So I'll count these Easter's as Easter eggs. Also, rabbits oh. and Easter eggs go together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and J.J. Uh, Abrams' uh, magic box that he never opened. Yeah. That was yeah. a rabbit inside. <laughs> it's dead. It's, it's totally dead. It's just a bunch of bones and like loose I fur. I am holding on to that theory <laughs> and the theory that all this is Jack's imagination right before he dies. J.J. Abrams is like, yeah, I heard it. I heard something scurrying around in there, but... You know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I wanted to keep the mystery alive. <laughs> He kept the mystery alive, and that was the only thing he kept alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Easter Egg Corner. Excellent. So um, now I, it's time to plug ourselves. Please, if you want to come find me, you can find me on Twitter at anyevis 3 dot. That's all. There's no dot. Just anyevis 3 I got a little carried away. Are there are there dots in Twitter handles? I guess you could throw some in if you wanted. Are right? they? I don't know if you're allowed to do that. No, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I think you can use the word dot. Right. But you can't use a dot. Huh. I don't think there's any punctuation aside from the, the at sign. Underscores allowed. Oh, yeah, underscores. Yeah. yeah. Maybe hyphens. You feel like that, that Egyptian ruler from before? Yeah. But anyways, that's, uh, that's not your Twitter handle with any 
punctuation just oh i saw i saw the best twitter twitter <laughs> handle that like nobody's like the, the the owner has it posted like once in like 2008 and mm. never use it again but it's the jj abrams <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice oh ah, that's good that's great. i like that a lot i just happened to stumble upon it and i was like oh shit i wish i had this handle yeah, I, I really hope that that is a female director <laughs> <laughs> once a year i check and see if santos l helper is still has his account which he does but he's never posted on it for a long time but that's that's the one i'm going to jump on once it's available nice how did okay well we'll talk about this off air i was about to say like how does one like jack and i don't know twitter handle santos l helper is the best name for i can think of <laughs> well if that is your Bell, real name but... <laughs> 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 but my actual twitter handle is at dkj comedy so find me there and oh. chad uh you can find links to all of my social media presences on my website, negative1.net. Excellent. Yeah. And now it's time for the untitled Chad's Predictions for Next Week's um, segment. Next week's episode, which is called... Which is called... I told you guys I can't like do <laughs> breath thing for a long time. Well, this is the opposite of holding your breath. It's this expelling is... your breath. Yeah. You know what's weird is I, I had it and then it was just gone from me. But it's called. It's called. Seriously? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Wait, wait, wait! I got it. It and it's me up again. called. Okay. The man behind the iron curtain. No, wait, the man behind the curtain. The man behind the curtain. The man behind the curtain. Oh, my God. Somebody fire me. <laughs> From a kid. Uh, okay, yeah, the man behind the curtain. You know, it's funny. I read that, and I was like, I'll remember that title at the end. And I did it. Drew a blank. Yeah, the man behind the curtain. The so. man behind the curtain is the episode where uh, Locke and Ben are going to see Jacob so that Locke can finally meet Jacob, who is the proverbial man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And uh, neither of them actually meet them because Ben's too busy fucking shooting Locke. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that hasn't come back yet. Yeah. Well, that's probably we'll see that, that pit of bodies. Yeah, so uh, everyone tune in next week. And we'll have a special guest, Donut. Mm. Returning for yeah, we can watch turn. Locke's body hit the do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, that's another episode in the can. <laughs> I'm gonna put the song under that if I can find it. Oh, it shouldn't be hard to. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.